0: Hi, I'm Chris Damaris, and I'm Aaron Marquis, and you're listening to Bite. Bite. Yum.
1: How's it going, everybody? That's right. It's my voice once more. We're here Ew. in the... Oh, thanks. <laughs> Gosh, now I'm just off my flow. Thank Get you, wrecked. Courtney. Let's start. Yeah, let's start with getting wrecked. Um, so here we are once more in our lovely podcasting lounge. We three witches have gathered over our bubbling cauldron of issues to sort out everything that has happened this summer, which is a lot, guys. Welcome to the coven. We have a lot to talk about. (laughs) Um, I am your host, Daily Wilhelm, a.k.a. the Witch of the Wavelengths. Um, I feel that I'm here. I started this podcast to talk about all things that intersect with girl and geek, which is a lot of things, because I've had a long time of, like, wondering, like, how much geekery can I own up to? Can I call myself a gamer girl? Am I just a filthy casual? But I feel that over the years I have amassed a lot of video game knowledge, a lot of anime knowledge, a lot of general people get obsessed with this thing. So I look into why people are obsessed with this thing and may or may not get also obsessed with this thing. Um, so that started with like fandom stuff, moved on to more like internet culture as a whole and like the coverage thereof. So that that's where I feel my... Speaking Background Lies as I host this. Um, Joining me today is the ever-wonderful Courtney Tuckman,
2: a.k.a. the Hairbow Slayer. It's good to say that again. (laughs) Yeah! Um, I guess in terms of my background, I have always been pretty good at the anime and Nintendo sides of things, learning more about the other video game companies every day, but, uh, I'm always be- I've am always always been a Nintendo girl at heart, and of course, an
1: anime girl at heart. At heart. <laughs> doki Doki. <laughs> <laughs> and also, snickering in the background, <laughs> as always, couldn't do this without her, there is the wonderful... Emma, hashtag no last name, also known as Witch of the Cosplay, yeah! after this summer. <laughs> we have a title now, guys. Yeah,
0: it's more than just anonymity that is not very anonymous. There we go.
1: <laughs> but... We can uh, find you. <laughs> my um, oh goodness,
0: my um, I would say my expertise lies in cosplay. I do like I do a lot of cosplay stuff, and then also um, internet culture like YouTube, Brewster Teeth, like web producers, um, and fan fiction. Fan
1: fiction? No, I'm a uh, yeah. I know a lot about fan fiction. The realms they're in. Those were some dark days. The <laughs> deep abyss. Oh God stare into the abyss and the abyss stares back (laughs) oh but uh speaking of may or may not be abysmal so i hate to use this as the introduction to it but um what year is it when ghostbusters is in theaters there's a new blink 182 album like and uh,
2: pokemon is pokemon is
1: popular again and everyone's wanting to get an nes for christmas (laughs) what year is this I feel like we've just
0: like almost gone into a an existence that's like outside of
1: time, yeah, <laughs> we're just kind of existing now, which. S- there's just so much happening. I'm down with it. I'm excited about everything that is happening. I Yay happenings. Yay happenings. The happenings. No, terrible no, movie. Stop. No. Mark Wahlberg, go away. <sighs> but um Why did
0: I think Matt Damon?
1: <laughs> Matt Damon. Mark Wahlberg.
0: They're pretty
1: synonymous. Yeah. I get I get them confused. They look kind of similar in the face. Yeah. And they stare into the camera a lot. Um but... So also, Jason Bourne. There's a ja- new Bourne oh, movie? Oh, yeah. There's a new Bourne movie. <laughs> Why? There's a lot of, like, uh, rebooty kind of stuff going on, which we get into a lot on our other two podcasts, which are coming out this week. Uh, the new episode of Button Mash and the new episode of the Anime A-Team. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Go check those out here on our SoundCloud um, and our site. But for now, we're going to talk about Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's uh, copyrighted. As long as we don't play over thirty seconds, we're we're good. Okay. But okay, so show of hands of audio hands, who here saw Ghostbusters? Hint: It's Emma. Emma saw Ghostbusters. <laughs> Enthusiastic hand raising. Enthusiastic. I unfortunately did not get the chance to. I'm not going to lie, I had mixed feelings about seeing it in the first place just because of how I felt that everyone was angry. The controversy. The controversy. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, it's a summer blockbuster. It was a summer blockbuster. It was very successful. No matter what
0: people are trying to make you think it did just as well as male dominated movies
1: but they tried to make it seem like it didn't uh-huh, uh-huh. It, it didn't have a bad rotten tomatoes score it, it had a great rotten tomato had, tomatoes yeah. score yeah, it, it was... surpassed a lot of things that wound up coming out this summer yeah. this summer i didn't feel like was super good for blockbusters in yeah. the first place there was nothing i was like let's go to the movies guys Ghostbusters Ex- was like that. even and then there was suicide squad and everyone was like let's go to the movies and, and then everyone regretted going to the movies, while I guess maybe that situation was flip-flopped with Ghostbusters. Everyone was like, "Let's not go to the movies," and then Ghostbusters wound up being good.
0: And there's people like me who saw it because we really wanted to, and we wanted it to be great, and it was great. It was awesome. So you went in with good
1: expectations.
0: Yeah, mainly out of spite, but out of spite uh, out of spite for like, I was i like, am going to
1: enjoy this movie." Yeah uh, So let's lay the scene. So Ghostbusters came out. Before Ghostbusters came out, when right when it was announced, everyone was like, "No, we don't need this. We don't want this." And there was a lot of articles out talking about how uh it's going to be awful because you can't do it without Bill Murray, which usually I would understand. Yes, Bill Murray adds to everything. He made a cameo. He made well, a
2: he cameo. Had an awesome Bill Murray cameo.
1: Looking a little worse he's, he's a little these days. Old. And let's remember that the original character of uh, Peter Venkman, I don't think he he fits as much in uh, modern cinema just because of uh, the glaring way that he treats women. I mean, the original Ghostbusters movie, a lot happened to women in the original Ghostbusters movie. Um, not really happened with women, just yeah. to it's, like, object. I mean, like, it's a classic.
0: It's a funny 80s movie Around all, all around. Ghostbusters is enjoyable. And it also, you know, there are some faults in it, as there always are. But, you know, it was... Yeah, and people had issues with the reboot of this movie, but they don't have problems with, like, five Transformers films. Actually, no, everyone has a problem with five okay, Transformers yeah. films.
2: I, I, uh, I don't know if... Uh... All of the complaints were around women, though. Like, I know some complaints were like, oh, the CGI looks bad. But mm-hmm. then some were like, well, maybe it's a call back to the 80s. And it's like, well, it shouldn't be because th- there's no excuse for the CGI looking bad. And some people were like, oh, it doesn't really seem that funny based on the trailer. Uh, but uh, there, so there were other arguments as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's Yeah, called, absolutely. Definitely.
1: But in the end, it was the most disliked video on YouTube. The trailer was. Mm-hmm. And there was like, you know, the pictures of uh, the cast visiting children in hospitals and everyone being like, why would you do that? No one knows who you are. No one cares. And it's like visiting children in hospitals is mm-hmm. nice either way, question yeah. mark. But um, so just just imagine this colorful background of hate for this movie before it actually came out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I think it like the controversy did affect box office sales in general like if no one had heard anything about like oh did you hear they made they're going to do a Ghostbusters remake and it's like oh, okay.
2: I probably would have seen it. I
1: probably would have seen it too. I mean, I wanted it's to. It's like the Again, same with uh I would have put in more effort.
2: <laughs> the it uh what was that Seth Rogen movie? Sausage Party. No. Oh, uh, with Kim J- Kim Jong Un, where he goes to Sassy the interview. Yeah, the interview. It's like uh, there was so much controversy around that, and so then like, I mean, that had like a super limited release as well. But yeah. It, like,
1: and it just wound up people on people didn't go in the see end. it.
2: People didn't go see it because of the controversy. Yeah.
1: So uh, I think this definitely proves that the media, the fourth estate, really has a uh, effect on you know, what we wind up consuming, whether or not we're like, oh, I want to see it for myself. In the end, you're going to be swayed by, you know, a million voices talking at once about one thing that they haven't even necessarily seen yet. So let's get into it. As someone who has seen it, Emma, Mm -hmm. what was your impressions of the Ghostbusters movie?
0: I really enjoyed it personally. Like, you know, I went in there wanting to enjoy it. So like, you know, it could have been that I was I was not disappointed, may I just say. It was funny, the jokes were really witty, and um, it showed women in a very realistic way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it didn't have the... Um, like, it showed women... There was not one fat joke in the movie, thank God. Um, and, like, it just showed women being themselves and also being, like, pretty awesome and hilarious ghost hunters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the... Um, Like it showed them like eating pizza, eating Chinese food, like and that there was nothing wrong with that. There wasn't a joke about that. And um Chris Hemsworth basically playing the flipped version of the Dumb Blonde Secretary
1: was was great. It was the casting on that though, as like let's take Chris Hemsworth, who is also currently making like Thor shorts that are hilarious, by the way. If anyone did you guys see that? That was amazing. But uh and then turn him into this caricature that usually a woman plays as like, oh, I'm the secretary. He, that, yeah. that, is, that is who I am. I don't know if I get a named part mm-hmm. secretary.
0: He did, he did a really good job with it, too. He was very. And then a lot of men got mad about that. They're like, oh, but you're portraying men in such a negative light, making them look dumb. I'm like, oh, that must be so hard <laughs> for you. I can't imagine how that must feel but the um in terms of like the CGI i thought it looked i thought it looked good like it kept the um it kept the style of the original movie with like how they made the ghosts look right but it also added like our practical effects so it definitely practical effects so it definitely was kind of like a um an homage to the original a way of like we don't want to change too much mm mm-hmm. and the um the jokes were funny. It was a it was a witty, really fun experience. The characters were great. I could gush about
1: Holtzman forever. <laughs> Which <sighs> one is Holtzman again? Um, the one with the glasses and the Kate McKinnon. So, in the trailers, she has like no lines. Oh, I re- she is so funny. Is it is it like it's not necessarily the delivery of the line versus just who she is as a character? Um, yes, yes, it's both. Okay, because
0: she's. She's quirky, she's geeky, and even though she can't explicitly say it, she's very gay. Um, <laughs> at least, I don't know if that's just me projecting my love for her onto that, but she's, um, you know, she's definitely, like, Kate McKinnon has definitely, like, hinted that Holtzman is a lesbian. Yeah. Even though, like, Sony, it's like, there's something where she can't explicitly say it. Yeah. But, um, like, the thing that struck me is that's how you write a lesbian character. You it's don't. not explicitly said.
1: It's just and and also maybe inferred.
0: Yeah, there's that. And there's also um she's not like super butch, she's not super femme, she's just her. Yeah. And like she's quirky, she's funny, and she's adorable and she captured the hearts of a lot of my friends. Nice. And like she was very, very and it was just an all-around very
1: enjoyable experience. I think like that to this watch. is like Interview with a Ghostbusters fan. <laughs> uh, just as controversial as Interview with a Vampire. Oh, but no, I'm a fan of the so, original movie, too. So it's not like, you know, I watched that growing up. Yeah. So it's, you know people
0: need to keep their minds open to things instead of being, like, oh, brr, it cannot be, like, we yeah. can never
1: have new things. Do you feel like Everything nostalgia originals kind of affects, like, we, we were talking about this earlier on the A-Team, <laughs> which you can also check out here at the site, um, we were talking about how, like, uh, some people can be like, no, it's perfect as it is, like, don't touch my precious mm-hmm. memories. It's probably just
2: a mixture of all of that, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's a mixture of that and the women stuff and people being like, oh, it doesn't look funny, all the effects. It's like just a mixture of hate.
1: Yeah. So I really wanted to get into this because this is like a really genuine question that I have. And I really couldn't tell from all the media that I've consumed about Ghostbusters and uh, what even people who have gone and seen it have said. Um, so there's a lot of uh, controversy with Leslie Jones's character. What was her name? Patty, Patty. So a lot of people have been kind of saying on like forums, like Reddit or even Tumblr, that uh, like, yay, Ghostbusters! But Leslie Jones's character is just a caricature of a loud black lady. Mm-hmm. Is is that do, is there uh, kind of is there grounds for that?
0: Um, there is. Um, that's definitely the way she was portrayed in the trailer yeah and that's um like she kind of does have that effect like that kind of persona but it's shown in the actual movie that um she's a people person she's very friendly mm-hmm. like she's a subway worker and she's always at like talking to people and uh, it was in a deleted scene that i'm so mad that they cut that she actually like has a degree in history and like he's she's a massive part of the group because she knows the history of
1: New York. She knows everything about it. Okay, because that was the thing, like, from the trailers, it was just, like, everyone was, like, you know, her only thing is that I know New York better than anybody. Yeah, because she knows the history of it. So Mm. it's, like, legitimized behind Mm. it. Yeah, even
0: though the scene was deleted about her degree. But that was there. It was in the original script. And she's um, she does... Definitely, it fails the sexy lamp test. None of the female characters can be replaced with a sexy lamp. There we go.
1: Changed. I love that. I love that. That's a test at all. I love when I say love, I mean hate. That that's a test that we have to have. Like, can a character be replaced with a sexy lamp? And sometimes the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. Or like uh, the ever famous uh, Bechdel test. And it's, it's like, thick. do I mean it has to because they're all multiple talking to each times. other at some point. Multiple and times. they're, I'm guessing they're not all talking about uh, Chris Hemsworth's secretary the whole damn movie.
0: They do. It's really funny when they do, but like it multiple times they
1: fail. They fail the Bechdel test. Fail pass 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 Pass. The pass. Test. Pass. pass. We want to pass the Bechdel- hard pass. <laughs> um. So, uh, for any new listeners or those who don't know, the Bechdel test is basically in um, a piece of media. Is there uh, more than one conversation in which two women speak to each other? Who are named? Who are named? Speak to each other about something other than a male character. Also, the
0: villain is the um, the villain is the um, shmarmy white guy who thinks he deserves more. And I'm all for that being the new villain because we got Kylo Ren. <laughs> Like, the shmarmy 20-something white guy who thinks he deserves more than he has. Emo child. I'm just like, yes, drag them. I think I remember seeing uh, Leslie Jones' tweet about her
2: defending her character and just being like, I don't understand what all this hate is for. Like, I was just, I thought I was just playing a really lovable character. Yeah. So, I think it's just another case of the internet being like, oh, that's
0: racist. Yeah, and I think this is... want to make negative things. Yeah. Like...
1: So I I do think it's the case of, like, something where I haven't seen this, but it obviously looks like this. Like, I was of the opinion that, like, "Mm, her character seems pretty 2D, and I don't know how to feel about that. But I admit I haven't seen the movie. I haven't gotten the impression. I don't know all her lines. So uh, I I can't say that definitely Leslie Jones's character was just a caricature of a black person. Um, She's
0: hardworking. There you go. She's... I, like, she's a wonderful character. She's a really good character. I love her.
1: But, um, and then, of course, I'm glad, Courtney, you brought up uh, Leslie Jones' Twitter. So she had to delete that after just so much backlash. And it's interesting that people were mad at her for supposedly having a, playing, like, a racist character. And then, of course, logic dictates that when someone plays a racist character who's a person of color let's attack them with racial slurs like it got so bad so fast like i don't know if it was like one of those coordinated 4chan efforts in which everyone's like hey guys let's go get on leslie jones's twitter and say terrible things that 13 year olds on xbox live say 4chan is the armpit of the internet basically (laughs) not basically absolutely yeah. but um it's it's so sad that that has to happen and it happens so often you real i mean i can't say this as a blanket statement but in my experience in just knowing the media and getting on news sites every day i've never seen this happen with a man's Twitter that they're harassed to the point of having to delete, except for like Josh Whedon and it was just kinda like people were like legitimately like I don't want to be like legitimately, but legitimately mad at him for something. It it was uh all the backlash for uh Natasha Natasha in uh in Age of Ultron, the Black Widow Hulk bruce banner romance and
0: natasha basically saying i'm a monster because i can't have kids i'm sorry i could be angry about that forever but i think i've seen some cases where i'm not really sure about like
2: deleting stuff but i have like over the summer uh that one i still don't know why i'm watching this channel mcjugger nuggets do you remember daily yes courtney i
1: remember mcjugger nuggets he's
2: he it might be staged. It might not be staged. No one knows. But ha- I think it's staged, he's- Courtney. No, 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 no. <laughs> he- after he came out saying that the series was uh, not real, he still, you know, continued his channel after that.
1: Like and the-, the Freak Out channel or just yeah, his, like, he- vlogging channel? He
2: still continued to vlog.
0: Wait, is this the greatest Freak Out ever
2: guy? No.
1: Um, oh. this is-
0: it's close.
2: Yeah, it's it's very similar where, like, he basically, like, had his dad, like, destroy all of his video games.
1: In, like, several different ways on several, several different occasions. Uh, in,
2: by several different methods. There were so
1: many expensive consoles <laughs> that were just destroyed by this oh, person. Um,
2: but, um, you know, he he finally came out and said it was fake. But, like, he's continued. And he's had this, like, up. Uh, he's had this war with this guy named, like, YouTuber24. And all of his subscribers are like 12 year old boys and this video surfaced where these kids were just like in their mom's minivan and they were like wait is that him oh that's totally youtuber 24 so they came up to him and they were like are you youtuber 24 and he was like yeah what's up and they threw their drink in his face and like just left and the mom was just like
1: the mom's driving the van i didn't even realize i am
2: so sorry what happened and like so there's a case of that right there yeah definitely
1: um and Sam Pepper. Sam, okay. Um, okay. Um. There was warranted actions, I feel like, <laughs> yeah. with that. But I feel like I feel Leslie like Jones didn't do anything to deserve uh, getting harassed off of Twitter and then her uh, site hacked and oh, okay. personal photos yeah. of her being uh, spammed everywhere.
0: Yeah, and like you. Um- I don't know
1: what you would have to do to deserve that. The answer, nothing. Kill a child. Kill a, kill a child. Um, <laughs> that's on the list. Yeah. But um, like, B. Brock Turner. That's on uh, the list. Uh, uh, Even uh, then, I have an
0: issue with saying people deserve things. Like, yeah. You know, you don't fight hate with hate. You don't fight fire with fire. And there's, um, but, you know, definitely there's a difference. Like, Sam Pepper, I don't think it was harassment, at least not to the scale of Leslie Jones or, like, it, female celebrities constantly being um it's usually like dark-skinned female celebrities like earlier in the summer normani corday of fifth harmony was harassed mm-hmm. and then gabby douglas during the olympics yeah and it's a common thing with darker-skinned women wi- darker-skinned women that they're the ones that are being harassed in such an awful violent way and then of course you have um Lacey green and um what's her name uh and Anita Sarkeesian? Anita Sarkeesian. Uh-huh, yeah. 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 That that whole thing where, you know, people have
1: their belief system challenged so they lash out. Yeah. And to the-, the point of like doxing people and sending bomb threats to universities that they're invited to speak at?
0: Yeah. Like it's um it's almost the point of in the internet, we're almost given too much freedom. That's what to, I'm... Th- yeah. There's no consequences for saying whatever you want.
1: That's that's the question I really have. I am currently in a media law class, and we talk a lot about, you know, like, First Amendment rights and how far do those go. Be, and I th- I'm starting to think, like, I don't know how Twitter is going... Twitter needs to find a way to deal with, like, people These harassing threats. other people. Because that's where it happens. It doesn't happen on Facebook so much. It doesn't happen on uh other really yeah it's definitely not instagram it's definitely twitter in which people can just create accounts and do and create what more they accounts want and create and- more accounts and just keep going and going and there's no real way at this point to stop someone at all um but at the same time if you think about it, uh, if someone was doing this in real life, like sending letters to someone, this would be a case of there is an imminent threat. Mm-hmm. And then when there's an imminent threat, your First Amendment rights just stop.
0: Yeah. It's like,
1: no, you can't say, I'm going to bomb your house and mm-hmm. kill your children. Yeah. You, you can't do that. You, that. you can't send that to people without there being some kind of backlash. And at this point on the Internet, there's really... No backlash if you can just delete your account and essentially delete everything that you've said, except that it stays there for the person that you threw it at like I don't know what if there's a way that uh Twitter needs to be handling this, if there needs to be like a whole nother authority kind of taking this on because I mean it it like I said it happens a lot on Twitter, but it happens elsewhere. I mean, it's just the Internet at large. Yeah. It's, it's cyberbullying, and there are state statutes uh, addressing cyberbullying, but typically those don't happen until some kid has killed themselves. And it takes that much. Um, you know, it, it's sad that it takes that much to attract attention and a need for legislation for that.
0: There, um, there aren't enough preventative measures in terms of Internet harassment. There's a lot of after the fact, like we can't do something until this happens. And um, like, you know, we can't do something until like a legitimate threat is made or it's like in person. But there isn't enough to say like to prevent, you know, women like Leslie Jones and Gabby and Normani from being harassed to such an awful, awful extent. Like and them just saying like, well, it's their First Amendment right. Like they can say what they want. And it's just like. You know, if is that how you wanna use you're right, do you wanna use it like belittling someone and just like harassing and making them feel so terrible? Like is that yeah. really
1: what you wanna do? Yeah, it's like how how did we get to the point where like online discourse is like one or the other? It's like you can't be like, Oh, so Anita Sarkeesian, for example, um, I see you have a point in this, but I, I don't agree with most of it or whatever. End comment versus instead it's either, like, Yas Queen or I know your address and I'm sending a bomb there or I'm going to wait outside with a lead pipe. It's Why is there such a divide? Mm-hmm. Like, why has – uh is it because of the anonymity? Is it because of, like – that's just how you feel like you have to stance yourself it's become like either you're all for something or you're entirely against it mm-hmm. like is it like how how did that become our kind of internet culture
0: i feel like it's almost kind of a um part of it's the anonymity but a lot of it is also it's almost kind of a lord of the flies situation you're put in a place where there are almost no rules and you are just able to, there's, like, no leader. There's, you're able to just do with it what you wish. It's a good way to put it. And, like, you know, you see a lot of the awful threats are being made by men. And, you know, women stand up for each other. Like, the love for Leslie J hashtag, all of that. Like, the women will rally behind each other. And um, there's this book called Beauty Queens. And um, it's... Basically, it's a story of a bunch of pageant queens being, like, stranded on an island. And it's, like, it could have gone a Lord of the Flies situation, but then they learn that they have to band together. So, like, it's it's really interesting because it's kind of like watching what it would be like if there was all-out anarchy. Yeah. Like, people being able to do what they want without consequence. The internet at large. It's really... It's really, really, really interesting to see, also terrifying, but, yeah. like, you, you really see people's true selves when consequences are taken away. Like, will they be nice for the sake of being nice, or will they just be like, eh, nope, I'm going to just completely just terrify this person just because I can.
1: Yeah, I, I guess I'd, I've i never been really necessarily incensed to the point of, like, feeling like I'm going to leave an inflammatory comment like, even with, like, we we all scoffed at, like, Brock Turner. Like, if he had an open online account, I kind of would feel like there's already other people that are going to say the exact same thing that I want to say to him. And I don't yeah. feel like I'm going to get... getting outside his house. Yeah. Yeah, that happened, um, which is fully within their rights. I also read another case study about that. And as long as they stay within noise ordinance and... Um, are not interfering with local police. You're good, but um, like, I I don't know. I just have never been incensed to that point. I I can't wrap my head around like where you want to do that. Like, I need to comment on this. I've disliked stuff like on YouTube, <laughs> yeah. but um, that's about the extent I've ever gotten to, like leaving a hate comment. I guess. And I mean, there's. I definitely think that maybe 14-year-old me would do something, like, a lot more...
2: It is a lot of ignorant kids. Yeah. They don't
1: know the impact of what they're doing. Yeah,
2: like, it it was those kids who threw the drink at that YouTuber, and it's just... Their
1: mom driving the minivan is my favorite part of that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I don't know, I feel like I have... I don't think I ever did something, like, so hateful, but, like... I think, uh, like, like uh, uh, I used to post, like, silly little YouTube videos when I was in middle school, and uh, this kid who had a crush on me who refused to admit it, he would always, like, leave, like, really mean comments. Oh. <laughs> it was actually kind of funny. But, you know, it's just little kids
0: not realizing their, that their actions have meaning. Yeah. But then, like, the question with that is, at what point do you have to take, response? You have to take responsibility for your actions? Like, maturity is a big part of it. And also the um, having to own up and have consequences and realize that what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, we can't use the, oh, it's just a kid excuse for everything. No. Definitely not. I mean, not. there gets
1: to the point where it's like, there it's just like human nature stuff. And it's like, you, you realize you're going to say this and you're going to hurt that person. And it's like, yeah, well, I'm mad. And it's like, yeah, well, do, are, are you going to be mad forever? Probably not. This is going to stay with that person forever. Are you going to be okay with that? Like, I don't know. Sit down with your kids. Talk mm-hmm. to them about the internet.
2: Yeah. You can be- have, like, classes <laughs> in school about this stuff. About yeah. Being
1: a respectful human being. Yeah. I definitely think it's... Again, it's not a problem for just Twitter to solve. It's It's a cultural issue mm-hmm. of how we approach using the internet. But, okay. That was... This se- very serious bit. Transfer to, let's talk about all female versions of things, mm-hmm. which we've already touched on. Ghostbusters, just the all female reboot, and now it's it's gaining ground to do other all female reboots. Uh, one of which is uh, the uh, upcoming movie. I don't. I didn't look at a release date. It's gonna be a while, but um, doing Oceans Eight, and mm-hmm. it's all. Oh, it's an it all-female heist movie, which the heist, like, genre is overwhelmingly male. Yeah. Oh, definitely. While I think, like, where Ghostbusters was uh, in that genre of, like, comedy meets action Sci- is not necessarily overwhelmingly male. It's made a lot of strides lately, but I feel like movies that, you know, you would... Uh, you know, push in like maybe James Bond or Jason Bourne or um like Snatch or like just those classic uh very um who's the director I'm thinking of that uh did Snatch? He's got the uh King Arthur movie coming out. He did Sherlock Holmes. That director. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like I I don't think it's John Favreau, but that's
1: what's in my head. No,
0: it's not John Favreau. I'm thinking Robert Downey Jr. in the first Iron Man. Um, Yeah, I will look that up very quickly.
1: Yes, but that director, who shall until a moment later remain nameless, um, the kind of like Guy Ritchie, Guy Ritchie, Guy Ritchie films, um, that kind of genre uh, is glaringly male, and I mean, glaringly. Yes, I think there's been strides toward uh female uh characters within that like in sherlock holmes there was irene adler there was mary even was pretty uh kick-ass for the couple moments that she was there just uh i mean she wasn't like the huge adventuring type but she was there and she was like john do what i tell you to do (laughs) or whatever but yeah a little bit but at the same time she was like go go follow off with sherlock i know what you really want to do um That kind of thing. But um, I think that Ocean's Eight is going to be pretty interesting in seeing women do espionage that isn't just focused on, I'm going to be the distraction in my uh, short dress with the slit up the leg or the Bond girl. The Bond girl. The Bond girl who eventually dies, just pretty lacklusterly. I'm looking at you. um, movie came out before Skyfall. Or was it Skyfall? No.
0: Casino Royale?
1: No. Cool. No, I guess it was Skyfall then.
0: There's the, th- the three ones with Daniel Craig are Casino Royale, Skyfall, and um, Quantum
1: Solace. There may I have been more. I think it was more. Skyfall. I might be incorrect. <laughs> I think Skyfall was the only one I went to see in theaters, but... That that nameless Bond girl was, was there and gone. Yep. It was like a wide shot when she died too. It was just like okay bye. <laughs> but and then you know there's the famous Angelina Jolie line of uh, hey Angelina Jolie, would you like to play a Bond girl one day? And she's like, no, I want to play Bond, which I will fund that movie personally. Yes. Like,
0: there's been a big backing of Julian Anderson being in the new Bond oh. on Twitter, and I'm Ooh. like,
1: yes yes scully bond let's go let's do it but um and then there's the argument well i've even heard it the argument for like the oceans 8 movie and it's like well you can't make it without brad pitt or you can't make it without an you know english white male bond bro watch me (laughs) i mean i i guess the question is is like why why should we not why what is the stopping point It's like whenever you say um, this
0: character is going to be this and people just say, like, well, why do they have to be that? And you're just like, as opposed to what? Like, what is stopping a director's creative vision? Like,
1: is it because of the history of the character? Like, but like even with uh, Bond, there's, you know, people have been like, you know, James Bond has always been a white English dude. And it's like Sean Connery is not English. With his accent. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. But... Um, yeah. And yet we don't have really issue with that. But we have issue with, like, Idris Elba becoming Bond. Even mm. though he's, like, the most British man to British.
0: And he's beautiful. It. And he's I beautiful. him. And, like, people didn't really have an issue with Heimdall and Thor being played by Idris Elba. And, um, like, just some other um, things, but... It's um, you know, it's the issue of people thinking that the default character is straight white guy. Yeah, it's like whenever you introduce something that is opposite of that, they're like, "Whoa, not used to it," and like, you know,
2: not even begin to remember the Fantastic
1: Four. Yeah, with uh, gosh, Michael B. Jordan, lovely Michael B. Jordan. I mean, that movie was a train wreck. Mm. Oh yes, but. Why was there like the Human Torch can't be Michael B Jordan because the Human Torch is Captain America. It's Chris Evans. Because that makes sense. <laughs> it's like we can't do that. Also, he, it would be funny if Chris Evans actually had played uh Human Torch like with all these teenagers <laughs> and then just he's there like
0: yes, like, he's I just like loved sneakily oh hiding God. his
1: shield just like sorry guys I had Things like everyone's like like treating him just like completely normal, like a teenager, but it's like full sized Chris Evans just there. <laughs> Hello, kids. Hello, fellow children. <laughs> just like the Buscemi meme. Oh, Buscemi. Um, but and then I I guess really uh the question is then um some people make the argument and they're like, well, you shouldn't change this character. You shouldn't change James Bond into Angelina Jolie because gender bending is lazy. And it's just a way to flip, cause some controversy and uh, recreate a character really cheaply. I don't know how I feel about this. In some situations, I'm like, yeah, you could create a whole new narrative around a different character and not have to just assign uh, male characteristics to female body, actress, character sketch, what have you. But at the same time, I'm kind of for it because then you have, you already have a spotlight on this character. Mm-hmm. And then you just show that the, this character is not inherently their gender. Mm-hmm. They can be who they are as female or male or non binary. Yeah. It's creator vision. It's like creative vision. It's, you know, up to the creator
0: to decide what they want their characters to be and also it is much harder to get a just already off the bat getting a female centered spy movie on its own off the ground is gonna would be so hard so attaching the bond name to it at least in the beginning would at least get it off the ground whether it's like in a good or a bad way yeah. like you know
1: people would be talking about it i'd go see it um <laughs> Or, like, I would be, like, in in the argument for creation of uh, new female characters, I would be super down for, like, a flashback backstory uh, movie about um, M from Skyfall. Uh, I don't know her name other than the uh, initial, but the woman in charge mm-hmm. and working for with MI6, in charge of MI6. And... uh like, how did she get to be where she is, and you know you could have a lot of fun like romps in you know the sixties or what have you, which is coming back into vogue is like uh decade movies, I think, and putting espionage and international uh romps and guns and what have you on top of that super fun mm-hmm. but um i don't I don't know sometimes I'm like. And then there's examples of, like, Spider-Gwen and um, Gwenpool and Gwenverine. And it's just Gwen Stacy as these characters with these specific powers in better outfits, arguably. I just really love, like, Gwenpool or Spider-Gwen's outfit. And it made me wonder, kind of like, why isn't the brand new, yet again, Spider-Man reboot... It could it could have been Spider Gwen, we could have had it all. Yeah, because everyone loved Gwen Stacy, like I felt like she was a little bit better Emma received. Emma, Emma Stone. Stone, what has she been in lately? I've missed her. Uh, but
0: she,
1: well, uh, she wasn't. No, she was, in <laughs> 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 she
2: was in something recently. I feel like something animated, maybe. Probably, yeah.
1: Do do um. other movies, Emma Stone? We love you. We love you. But um, I I feel like her character was kind of better received than everyone's uh, feelings over Andrew Garfield and his. I'm sorry, Andrew Garfield's like my number one
2: celebrity crush, but also okay. like Emma Stone might also be my number one celebrity crush.
1: It was just a great viewing experience where we thought, look at all these attractive people. Yeah, no, I love it, but I I, I guess I don't. I, it's like again the situation we could have had it all rolling in the deep but um it would have been cool to see Spider-Gwen but we're we're getting in and instead of like uh Miles Morales we're 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 getting another white kid as he Spider-Man. I like really him. He was really good though. Mm-hmm. I like him. He was adorable. I like him. He I w-
2: think I I, I, I don't want to say that it's like, oh, man, another white guy. That's awful. But, like, he was good. It would be nice to see something new. But he was, I mean, I think he's younger than both. Oh, yeah. And so he's youthful. And I don't know. There was something about him.
1: I like him, definitely. I just feel like personally, since it's not been very long at all since the last Spider-Man reboot, to just, why not? Because if, if you're just gonna do yet another reboot in five years, then save that kid for then. I mean, obviously a different kid because he's gonna he won't, kid, he won't, gonna, be, a kid he won't be a kid by then. But I mean, Donald Glover always expressed interest in playing Miles Morales. Yes, he's, Emma, he is.
0: Um, he's been added. He is in the cast for Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, his oh, oh, his oh. everything about his character is being like super under wraps. Yes. But this is like, it's like he is in the cast. I'm and like. Which is awesome. Like, I love Donald Glover so much. I feel it. But, like, um, I feel the love. I think Tom Holland and this new Spider-Man Homecoming is a, um, it's, I think it's the closest interpretation that we've gotten to comic book Spider-Man. Like, classic comic book
1: Spider-Man. Nerdy. Nerdy. Awkward. Why, kid? kid. Yeah, kid. He's because a kid. I did really like Andrew Garfield, like the cut of his jib, like how uh, he delivered lines. But Andrew Garfield does not look like a kid.
0: Nope, no, nope. he does not.
1: No, oh, it's so it's one of those that. things where it's like obviously twenty-five year old playing a nineteen year old, and it's, it's like, like 30, you're right? you're giving me weird expectations for how I'm supposed to look in the middle of high school.
2: Um, and he, he was, like, portrayed the whole
1: movie as, like, oh, he's such a dork. And I'm, and like, are you, <laughs> yeah. are you looking at him? Are you looking at him? Right? But, um, so, we have to talk about it since we're on uh, Spider-Man. Zendaya. Yes. Playing Mary Jane.
0: Yes.
1: Everyone... Every, the, everyone just needs to calm down. Everyone needs to calm down. There's but too much of this happening. I've seen too many comments that are just in all caps and it's like Mary Jane has to be a redhead and Bruh. I it's like you you look through it through like coven goggles. I put a little spell in my eyes and it says instead of redhead, it says Mary Jane has to be white yeah. is what yeah, I've just what been reading saying. basically. Um because there's so many pictures of Zendaya with, like, really amazing red hair that she could rock, and it's, like, it's weird, too, because, like, even my sister said it, and she was like, "I, I didn't realize that Zendaya wasn't white. Like, I guess that's, like, one of the, you know, like, white passing things, which, you know, she should be recognized as being a woman of color, but at the same time, how everyone was... Able to so quickly jump on. She isn't white. She doesn't have naturally red hair. And it's like Kristen Dunst is blonde, mm-hmm. and also Scarlett was a Johansson terrible.
0: is blonde.
1: Yeah. And also, yeah, just Kristen Dunst was a really uh, bad... The original spider real really trilogy trilogy Jane. was an adventure. <laughs> it was an adventure. Too much crying. Way too much crying. Snapping and walking down the sidewalk and pointing at people with dance moves. <laughs> the, um,
0: that one gif, everyone knows what I'm talking about, of Tobey Maguire throwing off his jacket aggressively.
1: <laughs> aggressively.
0: Everyone aggressively knows what I'm talking emos. about. If you have spent time on the internet and you knew Spider-Man, you know what I'm talking it, about. It's there. If you don't... Hang on, I'm just going to look it up real quick. Tobey <laughs> Maguire... <laughs> Tobey Maguire Spider-Man Three GIF, and I guarantee it'll be like the first one. The first thing, of
1: course, it would be. And we don't like like we talk about Spider-Man Three as like a fever dream that happened, but we should also acknowledge that Gwen Stacy was in Spider-Man Three. Yeah, for a brief moment. For a brief moment, and she her characterization was just kind of like placeholder for Mary Jane until she's not mad at you anymore.
2: Weren't they going to have Mary Jane in the second? I think. mm, In the second, not Katniss. um, not
0: Jennifer Katniss. Lawrence, no,
2: not Katniss. Divergent. <laughs>
1: oh, Shailene. Oh.
2: Yeah, Shaley Woodley. They're basically
1: in the same movie.
2: Young adult novel adaptation. Wasn't I think she was supposed to be Mary Jane, but they like cut her out. Yeah. I heard something about that. Eh. I don't know. Eh. I don't, she's had
1: she's having some issues right now dealing with like the the last divergent and whatever is happening with that I oh my god so on. good good luck with that shailene woodley yeah um we we're but, all here for you <laughs> we're here for you when it fails but um no so i think zendaya is a fantastic is going to be a fantastic she's so mary talented jane i love awesome. her yeah i mean yes she, she started out it, was As a it Disney, Disney kid. It, it was a yes. Disney. Shake kid? it up. Oh Shake gosh. It up. Okay. It was I do remember so that. bad, but she's a I had dancer, to watch though. it
2: during babysitting once. I wanted to die.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh but we've had a lot of uh, Disney kids rising above what they grew up with. Um, Demi whether Lovato. Demi Lovato oh. and like she's killing it right now, I'm and Selena Gomez and. Eh. Uh, Acting wise, Selena Gomez. Shrug, but like
2: singing wise, shrug. Sorry. Oh yeah, okay. she's made a, she's
1: made a good career for herself. Yeah, I she her has. That. Um, everyone's made a good career for themselves, except for um,
0: good old best all, of both the, worlds. The rest of
1: the Jonas Brothers uh, that aren't Nick.
0: They like <laughs> <laughs> Joe is tried. One. Joe he has tried. <laughs> good. They Kevin had their got moment. got married and like just kind of. There was a reality show for a bit of him being married. Yeah,
1: that was that was a thing. That was a thing. (laughs) Yeah. That happened. Uh, okay. But but Zendaya, I like her. I think that she's gonna be a good character. I think that above all, she can she's passing as a young person who's not going to give people weird expectations for what they should look like. She she is a young person. I don't know how old she is. I think I don't know if she's still under twenty, but like, it's to the point where I'm questioning. I'm not like, Andrew Garfield, is he like 25? But when he was filming Spider-Man or what? Okay, yeah, That gif. So we found the gif. <laughs> Everyone, Everyone knows, knows the gif. But um, in general, I think that really both Marvel and DC have been uh, doing some good strides toward I think uh, they're trying. diversity. They're doing. They're, they're doing their best. Yeah. They um, gotta work
2: with a, a, a dated source material. Yes. Yeah. That
1: definitely. is true. And it's making strides, especially in uh, the comic world, where, like, right now we have uh, Jane Foster is Thor, mm-hmm. um, Amadeus Cho is uh, Hulk, mm-hmm. um, isn't uh, Captain America Sam Wilson? Last I heard. Um, there's a th- I there's, think it was that uh, for like a
0: bit, but then there was this Hail, Hail Hydra thing that I don't there, know. Yeah,
1: there were, there was some Hail Hydra there was some, there all was up some, in there. There was some BS um, that happened this summer. but And now we have uh, Ironheart, which 15-year-old black girl mm-hmm. is Iron Man. But, of course, we can't be Iron Maiden because copyright issues. Um, so we we have Iron Heart, which I like that a which lot. Which is an
2: awesome name. Because if
1: you think about it, like, Tony, the whole reason Tony Stark ever built uh, the, like, arc reactor in his chest and uh, the suit is because of shrapnel yeah. <laughs> trying to get to yeah. his heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really like the direction that they went with that, um, she- that it's going to be, like, about heart. It's overarching theme. It works. Yeah. She um,
0: starts with reverse engineering one of his old suits in her dorm room.
1: She's like 15, too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's like a 15-year-old at MIT. I mean, there's like – it's kind of like I don't understand where people can complain because it's like the same kind of story – of Tony Stark. He's, you know, a self-made genius. I mean, of course, he was a billionaire before. Billionaire playboy. Billionaire playboy philanthropist. Genius. Genius. Pil- I, I used to be able to just fire that Genius, off. billionaire playboy, playboy philanthropist. philanthropist. Yeah, that one. I mean, he he is all those things, and uh, she's not necessarily a billionaire playboy. I feel like if she could be, she'd be a philanthropist, mm-hmm. but um, no, we we have... Riri Williams, and her Jarvis is going to be a Tony Stark AI, basically. So if people are going to be missing uh, Tony Stark's uh, bants, you're still going to get that. Just as, like, Jarvis was, not like, one of my favorite parts of, like, just the whole Iron Man series is, like, hearing him be like... Okay, Tony. <laughs> but um which is how I generally feel about the series and where what Tony Stark does. It's ah okay Tony. But um super excited for Riri Williams. There is as always some controversy. There's going to be mm-hmm. um I have the webpage yeah, pulled yeah, up. Give the, us um, give us the dish, Emma. So apparently um Iron
0: Heart is um there's already a superheroine named Iron Heart, and it's from a 2014 Japanese Iron Man porn parody, in which it um basically the theme is sexual violence against this character before she can defeat them, and it's um so yeah that's very much not good.
1: I mean, there's gonna be some PR teams jumping all over that. I bet. Yeah, that's um
0: <laughs> that's an issue. It's like, you know, it doesn't look like.
1: Mm. Eh, it, it, yeah, that's a that's a tricky tricky thing. That's tricky. But and also um, she's fifteen,
0: and giving her the same name as that is kind of.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they is it like like did, did they know? Was it just like one of these really? It sounds crazy, pretty obscure to me. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Did you know, you? I'm the an anime fan. Yeah. It'd be like a really crazy coincidence. Oh, it was like a real life thing. It was like a real porn.
2: Oh my bad. Sorry, like- I hear Japan and I think anime. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean people making That's those dojin sheets in their mom's those basement. By the way. <laughs> right? Yeah, um, I got it. but. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyway, anyway, but uh good good things I think it's going to be a good thing. It's it's going to be a good thing. There's been uh Marvel has been pumping out a lot of uh good things for young women of color. I mean, we have the smartest character in the whole Marvel universe that encapsulates Tony Stark, Hank Pym, um Vision, just, you know, a lot a lot of smarties, a lot of people who have very high education levels and have created very amazing things. The smartest person in the Marvel Universe is a nine-year-old black girl named Luna, Mm -hmm. Moon Girl, and Devil Dinosaur. And I love that series so much. And she's super fun. And Coven claps for Marvel for that. They're doing a good job. They're They're doing a good job. Um, Meanwhile, DC's uh, over here, and they're like, Well see. We put Wonder Woman in the movie.
0: We did Wonder she Woman. read some emails. She oh, read I'm some about emails. The Wonder Woman movie, though, like the standalone. Oh Wonder yeah, Woman movie. that'll I'm be hype. cool. I'm yep. so excited.
1: Yep. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking okay. about Suicide Squad. <laughs> okay, we're we're gonna have an episode about Suicide Squad because I want to talk about unhealthy relationships. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, in the media. Uh, sh- preview of that. Look forward to that, listeners. Um, but for now, to kind of uh, wrap up all that has happened, uh, a lot of it's kind of been like three steps forward in like fictional media for Black women this summer, and a marathon
2: backwards. A
1: marathon. <laughs> yeah, you get yeah. it. It's a marathon because we're going to talk about uh. how terrible the Olympics is to women. Uh. Uh, looking at you, NBC. NBC was noticeably bad, like to the point where people were people who weren't just like us who are like, wow, great representation of how you talk to women, NBC. They were just not on game, Olympic game, which you should be on your highest game for, you know, the Olympics. Um, NBC had a lot of a broadcasting problems. B. They did a lot of commercials in, like, the opening ceremony that people... You know, I don't watch the Olympics. I'm going to watch the opening ceremony. I'll yeah. watch the closing ceremony. Especially the closing ceremony because the next Olympics is going to be in Tokyo. Japan. Yeah. Um, but in general, uh, bad bad things from NBC. There uh, was just uh, like highlighting the achievements of male teams and male athletes. And then in the next line in much smaller print, highlighting the achievements of women, even though those achievements were uh, like on just the logic scale better. So we had the headline with Michael Phelps winning silver in whatever. And then right under that in smaller print, Katie Ledecky winning gold in a record-breaking uh, swim that was so crazy to see visually. She was miles ahead of oh, everyone yeah. so at like all seconds. times. At all times. In one
0: of hers, I think it was the 800 meters, she was like 11 seconds in front of everyone. Which is crazy. That's In like, swimming,
1: that is insane. Yeah, there was uh, an article I read about how uh, she would practice in the pool with some of the men's team, the men's swimming team, and uh, people would get really frustrated with her and not want to be in the same pool as her because it was just so intimidating uh, how fast she would swim. And uh, players got, quote, unquote, broken watching her. And, like, Swimming there was there her. was a specific quote. I don't remember who the athlete was, but uh, they were on the men's swim team, and they said something along the lines of, you know, it, it it just uh didn't feel super good seeing, you know, a woman, a woman outpace you so much. And a lot of people felt discouraged swimming in the same pool as her. And then they asked uh, Katie Ledecky about mm-hmm. it. And she was just like, oh, I always kind of focused on what I was doing. I didn't really notice if anyone had a problem.
0: Yeah. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> I love her.
1: That's, I mean, I just feel like we should have... A higher standard for Olympic athletes, but at the same time, no, we shouldn't. People have t- <laughs> Ryan Lochte, oh, Ryan Octygate. Lochte, <laughs> oh, Jesus. But I think it's I think it's crazy how we've treated uh, people who have put in so much hard work that they got to go to the Olympics. Oh yeah, and yet we're angry over someone not being presentable enough, someone not smiling. <sighs> So, so Emma, Emma, huff into the mic. Tell tell us about the smiling issue.
0: Well, like, well, the Katie Ledecky thing was, um, like she was insanely good, and the fact that people like the male swimmers just being like, it's bad being like, it's really discouraging being, um, you know, overtaken by a woman, as if women are automatically supposed to be less. It's the notion that women are automatically less than men. Yeah, and you know, it's like. She's an incredible athlete, and, like, uh, yeah, but, um, the smiling thing, a lot of people, um, brought up the issue of Gabby Douglas, like, not smiling enough, like,
1: um, just like saying that she wasn't like likable, she wasn't like. So Gabby Gabby Douglas is on the gymnastics team. It's her second year. Yeah, on the it's her second Olympics. Man, first first of all, I must say, gymnastic girls are tiny. I love oh, the pi- so all the pictures little... that came out of like swimmers or basketball players standing next to uh, people from the gymnastics team, and it was just so funny the <laughs> juxtaposition of how like this is the human race that can be this tall and this short. That was just fun but and then there was was it was it also Gabby Douglas with the controversy over not uh, putting her hand yes. over her heart for the national anthem which isn't a required thing i was raised to know that it is just as respectful to clasp your hands yeah. or put them behind your back you
0: have your own right to not i think it's knot. like
1: kind of uncomfortable maybe for some people to put their hand over their heart or you know it's it's a free country freedom is our thing eagle call in the background but uh, so the olympics was bad for women i think i'm just gonna say that i mean not for like
2: winning medals no it was fantastic but
1: like the way that it was portrayed it was like all these women are misbehaving and making the men look bad it's like you know giving men the credit for these women
0: working so hard. Yeah, who
1: was it? It was like so there was a win and then immediately the commentator and the camera swung around to um, the woman's coach who happened to be her husband and the line was incredibly uttered of and there's the man responsible. Um
0: here I will okay. find it.
1: Um I mean if I'm I think if like I go to the Olympics, and um, I win something. It's not gonna zoom in on my mom who drove me to practice. <laughs>
2: the, it's um, it's
1: not gonna zoom. It's not gonna zoom in on the coach maybe in general. It'll That's zoom a, on your dad
2: who drives you to practice. Oh my gosh, my oh, dad doesn't drive me to practice. Yeah. In the it's dance. all
0: thanks to him. She's here because he let her be born. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was um, Hungarian swimmer Katinka Hazu. I might be completely it, mispronouncing. It's that. Hungarian.
1: Um, yeah, you but are she, Within your rights to <laughs> mispronounce. <laughs> she obliterated the world record in the
0: four hundred meter individual, and this yeah. is swimming, right? Yes, it's swimming, and you know people. The word
1: obliterated was used just now, just underlining that for the audience.
0: Yeah, it was because she. I think she, I don't even.
1: um, I don't know sports records, but...
0: She beat the old world record by almost two seconds, which is a massive gap in swimming. Mm -hmm. Like, usually it's, like, hundredths of a second, tenths of a second, like, beating other people. But she, almost two seconds, like, it was great. And, like,
1: giving a man, like, giving someone credit for all of her hard work, it's like, don't give anyone else except for the person who has completed the thing credit. Like, you can be, like... I want to, you know, thank my parents for always being there for me and, you know, uh, encouraging me. That's one thing. But swinging around the spotlight to someone who, yes, has had an effect on, uh, you know, your performance, but ju- it's your performance. Period. Dot. You did the thing. You did the thing. Go you. Mm-hmm. Don't. I mean, yes. Yeah. He's happy. He's celebrating. He feels, I'm sure, victorious also. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that on national television, not national, this uh, international worldwide television that, you know, the world is watching, it it was him. What? What? Yeah. I feel like that's, that's just a commentary on, you know, what we try to talk about here at The Coven, uh, you know, when the spotlight is swung around and saying, like, it was him. And it's like, actually women have equal part in this success or mm-hmm. should have equal part in this success or should be recognized as such because uh, it's it's a lot more just a diverse a world and it's always been diverse a world, but media has finally been able to catch up and be like, oh, look, there's more than white people on screen or there's more than um, guys in action movies or da-da-da-da-da, just et cetera, et cetera, minorities exist gay people exist trans people exist uh women exist outside of the roles that people have prescribed for them and i think here at the coven we're all about celebrating that when we see it coven claps for that coven claps yay yes daily but this has been our uh season two episode one um, so glad to be back in the podcast lounge with you guys. It's been a blast. And we will be doing many more podcasts here at BiteBSU.com. You can check out all our Coven podcasts and all our uh, other podcasts where we talk about all sorts of things. Um, you can check us out on our SoundCloud at the Ball State Daily. Um, and hopefully there will be uh many more episodes and many more interviews to come. Interviews are going to be a thing. Uh, if you have any one that you think we should specifically interview or anything that we should specifically cover, let us know. Give us some feedback in comments that aren't about racial slurs or hatred or throwing drinks in YouTubers' faces. Um, so and if you do prepare to catch these hands, come at me) right? <laughs> So, uh, I have been your host, Daily Wilhelm, the Witch of the Wavelengths. Joining me today was the wonderful, the lovely, the innominal, the boss.
2: Don't say boss. Courtney Tuckman, the hairball slayer.
1: She's, she's the boss. Mm-hmm. She's, she's the editor-in-chief, guys, so she's the boss. Yeah. And the wonderful, the eloquent, the cosplay queen. Emma, hashtag no last name, Witch of the Cosplay. Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye.